In today's episode, we are going to recap our December 3rd issue. Episode includes Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, Thanksgiving Event Recap, Native Art Market Grand Opening, Senior Environmental Specialist Jeremy Phillips Receives Biestawa Award. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the OAN podcast. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Jessica Joaquin, ad sales slash newsperson for the Autumn Action News. I'm here today with my co-host, newsperson, Marissa Johnson. How's it going, Marissa? Hi, Jess. We have some great stories in this issue. We do indeed. But before we get into them, I want to remind everyone that the COVID-19 numbers are on the rise. I know we just finished a big American holiday and I hope you are all safe, but we need to continue to take this seriously. Um, Today, I will not go into the numbers, but I want to let you know where you can find them. You can head to the SRPMIC Facebook page at facebook.com slash SRPMIC. You can also visit the SRPMIC website at srpmic-nsn.gov. Once you get on the homepage, you can click on the blue banner up on top, and that will take you to the SRPMIC COVID-19 page. The numbers are released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Also, the phone number to the COVID-19 hotline is 480 362-2603. Please, please, please continue to social distance. Wash your hands and wear your mask. It is important. Also, don't forget the deadline for the SRP MIC COVID-19 relief payment application is Tuesday, December 15th, 2020. The community has funding available to provide federal financial relief to qualifying community members who meet certain COVID-19 related criteria. Applications must be received no later than December 15, 2020. Payments to eligible applicants submitting a valid application will be made as applications are received. There is no single payout date. Payment for the relief fund began in August 2020 with the following criteria. You must be an enrolled member of the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community and are 18 years of age or older as the day the COVID-19 relief payment application is submitted and you have incurred one or more of the identified additional expenses outlined in the application forms that is directly due to the COVID-19 pandemic. You can find the online application along with additional applications and payment information at srpmic-nsn.gov slash relief payment. For any questions, please call 480-362-7330. All right, Marissa, I'll take us into our first story. This story is by senior reporter Tasha Silverhorn. Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, December 7th. On Friday, December 7th, 1941, the United States Naval Base at Pearl Harbor in Honolulu, Hawaii, was attacked by 353 Imperial Japanese aircraft. The attack destroyed 188 American aircraft and eight U.S. Navy battleships. Four of the battleships sank in the harbor, the California, the West Virginia, the Oklahoma, and the Arizona. The toll was 2,403 Americans killed and 1,178 wounded. On the day after the attack, President Franklin Roosevelt declared war on the Empire of Japan, launching the United States' entrance into World War II. He also declared the observance of Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day as an annual ceremony in remembrance of that day and those who lost their lives. Each year, the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community has held a memorial to remember the attack on Pearl Harbor. 
Staff members from community departments such as the Veterans Representatives, Administration, Salt River Fire Department, Salt River Police Department, and numerous veterans organizations come together to pay homage to those who fought bravely that day and to those who lost their lives. The SRPMIC has a close tie to the Pearl Harbor Memorial in Hawaii, thanks to the efforts of the late Joel Jefferson, a member of the American Legion Post 114 Bushmasters. In 2007, the community received a U.S. flag that had flown over the USS Arizona Memorial at Pearl Harbor. Jefferson went through a lengthy process working with Skip Wheeler of the National Park Service, and on October 12, 2007, the American Legion Post 114 and the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community were granted a flag in a special ceremony in Honolulu, Hawaii. Jefferson pursued the flag as a way to remember all the highly decorated veterans from the community who fought in World War II and to remember a very specific SRPMIC member, Raymond Valenzuela, U.S. Navy, World War II, who was at Pearl Harbor when the attack happened. Valenzuela helped sailors out of the water as he was on his way to his duty station when the attack began. Each year, this flag is shared with other communities and veterans organizations around the state. They display it and give people around Arizona the opportunity to pay their respects and to remember those who were there at Pearl Harbor that day. Another big piece of the Pearl Harbor Memorial recently arrived in the community. A piece of the USS Arizona battleship has found its final resting place here in the community at the USS Arizona Memorial Gardens at Salt River Fields. The piece is a boathouse of the USS Arizona ship. It took veterans Ricardo Leonard, Robert Flores, Rick Hartman, and Thomas Jackson seven years to obtain the piece of the ship for the community. The boathouse relic has been placed in its housing unit located at the USS Arizona Memorial Gardens at Salt River Fields and is now open for public view. The official opening of the USS Arizona Memorial Gardens at Salt River Fields took place in late February 2020. The five-acre memorial features columns that form a scale outline of the battleship. There are more than 1,500 columns representing all the crew members who served on that ship during the attack. Gaps in that outline represent those who survived the attack. Each column represents a life that was lost that day of the Pearl Harbor attack. Each column illuminates at night, creating an entirely different atmosphere compared with the memorial during the day. Throughout the gardens are benches engraved with quotes from people who were there that day, as well as plaques explaining the event's history. Veterans Representative Troy Trucks said, We just want to thank veterans and remember those veterans. We appreciate their services, especially those who were in that era of World War II, the greatest generation to honor and respect. Being who we are as Native American people, we have stepped up to the call of duty to protect their land and families. If you asked any one of those people if they would serve again, they would automatically say they would do it again. If you would like to pay your respects and learn more about the Pearl Harbor attack, you can visit the USS Arizona Memorial Gardens at Salt River Fields, located at 7455 North Pima Road in Scottsdale. Or you can head over to discoversaltriver.com. The memorial is free and open to the public from dawn to dusk. I also want to mention that there is a Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day virtual event on December 7th at 9 a.m. You can find a link to that virtual event by following SRPMIC veterans on Facebook. They will be going live on Facebook and Instagram. To make sure you don't miss the event, please follow them on social media, facebook.com slash S-R-P-M-I-C-V-E-T-S, that's S-R-P-M-I-C-Vets, and at saltriver underscore veterans 1879 on Instagram. 
Okay, Marissa, I hear there was a grand opening in Old Town Scottsdale. You want to tell us about that? Native Art Market Grand Opening. The pavilions at Talking Stick continues to welcome new businesses. One special event is also very popular, the annual Native Art Market, located near Discount Tire. The open-air market held during the winter months of November through March offers all types of authentic Native American jewelry and art, as well as American Indian chefs hosting cooking demonstrations and tribal dancers. The market is usually up and running at the pavilions by now. However, due to a delay in receiving outdoor permits, the Native Art Market will be housed in a storefront in Old Town Scottsdale, its first permanent location. The grand opening was held on November 21st for Native American Heritage Month, fulfilling a dream for Heather Tracy and her mother, Denise Rosales, who created the Native Art Market, and for all the volunteers who came out to get the store ready for the opening. Tracy says, So the Native Art Market is a project that we started about three years ago in 2018. Uh, It was an outdoor, it originally is an outdoor market. We host 30 to 40 artists on the by Talking Stick Casino on the SRP MIC reservation. So we've been doing that for about two years now. Um, this is supposed to be our third season, but we haven't gotten our permits due to COVID-19. Um, but they said that any day now we should be getting those so we can restart the outdoor market. Tracy shared where the idea of the market came from. Rosales and Navajo has been weaving rugs, making jewelry, and making traditional pottery, and dreamed of a location where the pieces could be sold year-round. My mother was actually accepted into a show into the Old Town Scottsdale area. And when she set up, um, they actually told her her second time setting up that she could no longer be a part of the market. And that was because she was a Native American selling Native American jewelry. And it was a conflict of competition with the surrounding businesses because that's what they mainly profit off of, I'm guessing. Um, She was pretty upset when that happened because she was super excited to be accepted into that show. Um, So when she was told that she could no longer be a part of it, she kind of started going around in her mind and said, well, that's not fair. Maybe we should go ahead and try to build something specifically for the Native community because we ourselves want to have a place to securely set up because all of our businesses function as small businesses as well. So that's how we came up with that idea. And it did take us a couple of years to actually find a location. We had a lot of meetings with different venues and different plazas to see if we could host the market there. Got a lot of no's, got a lot of maybes in the future. Uh, But when we met with the pavilions at Talking Stick, before we even sat down with him, we walked into the office with our business plan, super nervous as usual. And he, before we even sat down, was like, this is a great idea. I'm so excited you're here. I can't believe no one's actually doing this. So he kind of was one of the first people who saw what we were envisioning for the market and how we wanted to do it. And he was just the first person that actually said, you have my full support. Here's this, take a space in our plaza where you want to do it. And we're going to do this together. So that was kind of how that all worked out. The indoor native art market will continue to run every weekend. The layout will be an open and safe environment following COVID guidelines. The Native Art Market at Scottsdale Pavilion will also open in a few weeks. Once redesigned, layouts are placed for social distancing. Vendors will be spaced 20 feet apart and a maximum of 50 shoppers will be admitted at one time. In the future, they plan on adding a farmer's market section featuring the indigenous agriculture community in the outdoor Native Art Market in fall 2021. All right, next up, Thanksgiving, SRP MIC Thanksgiving Dinner History and Virtual Events. 
In a typical year, the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community celebrates with a large number of fun and active events that bring everyone together to enjoy the holidays. The Atma and Pipash are known to be very social people, and our annual holidays are a time to be in each other's presence, catch up, enjoy the company, and have fun. This year has proven to be an unprecedented year with COVID-19 hitting the world. With many preventive measures in place, one of the key safety rules is to avoid large gatherings of people, which puts a hold on many of Salt River's annual events. The Thanksgiving dinner from Community Relations is no different. This year, it went virtual. In place of an in-person dinner, different at-home activities were designed for people to partake in. November 10th was the day when people could start to register for those fun virtual events. November 20 was the deadline to submit an entry for the holiday side dish challenge, in which participants submitted photos and or videos showcasing their best Thanksgiving side dish. Winning participants won a $50 Bashes gift card. The turkey calling contest ended on November 23rd. Participants had to shoot a 10-second video performing their best turkey call. They had a chance to win a Samsung TV or even a Nintendo Switch. On November 16th, the Community Relations presented the band Ramoncito and Company, featuring Vaida and Cumbia music to dance to while cooks worked on their turkey at home. Just because this year's event is different, the spirit of the event is the same as ever. The community's Thanksgiving event goes back a long way, and stories about it bring familiar feelings of togetherness and fun. All right, I will take us into our final story. This story is by OAN News reporter Chris Picciuolo. Senior Environmental Specialist Jeremy Phillips receives Bayestua Award. Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian Community's Senior Environmental Specialist Jeremy Phillips and the Community Development Department's Environmental Protection and Natural Resources, CDD slash EPNR, division as a team, received the 2020 Connor Baestua Jr. Environmentalist Award to recognize the efforts of individuals who have made and strengthened tribal self-government and improved human health and environmental conditions with Indian Country in EPA Region 9. The late Baestua was the director of the Environmental Protection and Agricultural Regulatory Office for the Colorado Indian Tribes. Baestawa was also a member of the Regional Tribal Operations Committee, RTOC, for EPA Region 9 and worked on Western Regional Air Partnerships, perchlorate, and pesticide issues. One of the main jobs Phillips has is to help other tribes, which includes implementing pesticide programs with the Thanaatham Nation, Kokopa Indian Tribe, and Fort Yuma Kichan Indian Tribe. Phillips also helps to develop documents and standard operating procedures and guides the tribal communities with work protection standards information. At SRPMIC, Phillips helps to ensure that farm workers are being treated fairly and that portable restrooms and proper sanitation stations are available. If there's pesticide applications being done, you know, the farmer has to tell the workers, hey, you know, be careful working in this field or working next to this field because we apply pesticides in it. You know, uh, make sure when you touch chemicals or you touch, you know, um, pesticides or herbicides to make sure you wash your hands. Wash your hands when, you know, you're, you when you get out of the restroom, you know, or even providing portageons for them. You know, so, you know, those are things that we tell the farmers that they have to provide for their employees. During the past fall overhaul program, Phillips noted that CDD slash EPNR was able to help the community get rid of about 400 pounds of pesticide waste, as well as toxic waste from car batteries and old computers. 
Phillips sits on the EPA Region 9 Tribal Pesticide Program Council, TPPC Board, out of San Francisco, California, and CDD EPNR receives its funding out of this regional office. Like Bayestawa, he is also on the Regional Tribal Operations Committee, RTOC Board, which meets on a quarterly basis to talk about the environmental problems the surrounding tribal communities are having, such as needing help with grants or funding for clean air programs. I think for us, I think at uh, you know at Salt River, we're in our in our department. We're all team players. We all work as a team. So you know, by me uh, receiving this award, it, it's for all of us in our in our office. You know, which is our environmental protection office. I you know I I do manage the the pesticide program and the hazardous substance program, but I also have people that help me. You know, with my program, I have. Uh, my manager, Chris, and I have Stacy, my director, and then I also have some uh, co-workers like Victor Gonzalez. You know, like if I'm, you know, you know, let's just say if I'm in San Francisco at a meeting at Region 9 EPA headquarters and there's pesticide spraying or there's things that need to be done here in the community, usually I have my co-worker, Victor Gonzalez, uh, helping me or somebody else in the office uh, there helping me while I'm gone, you know kind of managing the program. So so that's what I mean by teamwork, is we all work together to help each other out. Congrats to CDD slash EPNR and Jeremy Phillips on your award. Head over to our website, autumnactionnews.org, where you can read more stories, look at photos, and even read the entire paper cover to cover via PDF. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash autumnactionnews and at Autumn Action News on Instagram. Also, we are still looking for community member music. Please get in touch with us by emailing News at srpmic-nsn.gov. Everyone stay safe, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.